Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. My co-host in the studio today is Doug Wortham. And on today's show, we're going to celebrate the holidays with our annual Commander's Task Force Christmas show. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey. As the cold of Minnesota's winter sets in, please take time to prepare yourself and your family for a safe and enjoyable season. First, as you plan for your winter travels, know before you go. Check on current weather warnings and always plan for extra time on the roads. Also, be sure to prepare an emergency survival kit for your vehicle. Next, dress for the cold and know the signs of frostbite. Gray waxy skin and numbness in your extremities are early indicators. Frostbite and hypothermia can set in very quickly. Finally, be sure to check your carbon monoxide detectors for battery life and effectiveness. It's also a good idea to have the furnace tuned up by a professional if you have the means to do so. Whether you are one of our airmen or soldiers or part of our larger Minnesota community, we wish you and yours a happy and safe winter season. Thank you, General Mankey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. As I said at the opening, my co-host uh, today is Doug Wortham. And, Doug, uh, this is one of the a couple of uh, special shows in December. I always look forward to the annual Commander's Task Force Christmas show. And uh, this is one where we invite the commanders of the eight federally chartered uh, uh, veteran service organizations to join us. And we have four of them today. Unfortunately, we had a little weather out there. And uh, one made it to the studio. We're going to introduce him in a minute. But then we're going to talk to the uh, Paralyzed Veterans uh, of Minnesota, uh, the American Legion, the DAV, and, of course, uh, VFW here. So should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's always great to uh, be able to get kind of a recap from these organizations and hear about the holiday events that might be coming up. They're going to be celebrating and, and really have an opportunity to celebrate some successes. So really looking forward to having some conversations. And joining us here in the studio is Dale Hogevin who's the uh, department commander for the VFW here in Minnesota. And, Dale, you're one of the commanders that made it here today. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. And I'd just uh, like to say to my fellow commanders, go Army. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for we sure. We'll, we'll see what the Marines have to say about that. And speaking of that, uh, we've got a Marine that joined us online uh, on the uh, telephone, Todd Kemery is Vice President of Paralyzed Veterans of America uh, here in Minnesota. Todd, welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I have to concede that uh, uh, Army did a good thing on the Army-Navy game, so uh, I'm, I'm very humble when it comes to that. But uh, you can count on the Marines. If they had a few more Marines on that squad, I think that would have been a bit different out- outcome. So, Well, and we're a little surprised. Two Marines uh, agreed to join the show today, and neither one of them would go out and fight the snow on the roads today. And you're one of them. What's going on, Todd? Well, uh when we have uh, that kind of extreme uh, snowfall as we did here at my place, uh, it, it isn't always easy to uh, maneuver out there and push around anything over an inch. So, uh, and my snowplow guy uh, is, you know, everybody wants to be first on the, to have their driveway done, but uh, just had to be patient. And one of the casualties of being patient was uh, being able to see you uh, live. So it's, we were looking forward to seeing you and your motorized snow buggy coming over to see us today, but we're lucky to have you on the phone. Uh, tell us, uh, Paralyzed Veterans uh, of America here in Minnesota, how are your members doing and uh, what's going on this time of year uh, over the holidays? So we were lucky enough to be able to get started with some of the things that we did pre-COVID. Uh, we had our holiday um, banquet, and uh, we had a great turnout uh, and so that's the kind of, we're we're banking on that kind of turnout as 
we've, our membership are now starting to wake up and, uh, and we're providing more opportunities to get together and sports and rec and, and just have fellowship together with uh, banquets and, and that sort of thing. So uh, we're expecting an exciting uh, 2023. Todd, prior to that COVID, I remember you guys talking about you were going out bowling and you were going to shooting events and you were having banquets and get-togethers, and uh, uh, your membership was pretty active. I'll bet you're looking forward to getting back to that. Absolutely, and and it's important that we uh, we start that back up and we get people out of their houses. We're speaking with Todd Kemery, Vice President of Paralyzed Veterans of America, Minnesota Chapter on Minnesota Military Radio. Uh Doug, you had some questions. Yeah, so uh, Todd, you know, with uh, you know, kind of now the loosening of these uh, the COVID requirements, and we're on the other end of that. Um, you talked about being able to get back together. What kind of uh, new goals do you have for your organization as it relates to um, events or activities coming up here uh, the rest of the year, twenty twenty three? So we uh, we have a uh, season ticket uh, uh, program where the chapter or season ticket holders of uh, the Vikings and the Wild, and we also provide uh, tickets for the Timberwolves, um, and and all, that it's all for the asking. So we, we're trying to encourage and and get our uh, our membership to uh, to to venture out and enjoy that those kind of benefits. Uh, we also have activities now starting up over at the uh, base camp, uh, the Boy Scouts base camp at the end of the runway at MSP. Um, and, of course, our bowling program, uh, which is a weekly program, um, we're emphasizing that more, and uh, we're trying to provide as much uh, support as we can to get people to participate in that. So it seems like a, a pretty exciting um, a year ahead, and, and hopefully uh, things will get right back on track, you know, really pick up kind of where you left off before this whole thing started so you can get that uh, interaction, because I think that's one of the most important things, isn't it, being able to get the, get the members together, get people together, and enjoy that camaraderie. Absolutely. Isolation is a bad thing, so uh, we, want, we want to stop that from happening, and, uh, and we are excited about 2023. We're, we're starting to uh, venture out and see each other. Todd, I know you've been involved in uh, legislative priorities uh, for our veterans for many years, and I assume you still are. We had a we had a wonderful year in 2022 with the Veterans Omnibus Bill, and you know we're coming down to the end of 2022, so uh, the legislature is gearing back up again. Are you working on priorities for next year? So we, as always, uh, as a member of the Commander's Task Force, we uh, we want to support uh, the legislative goals of everybody that sits at that table. And uh, and then for ourselves locally, we uh, where we still need to take care of uh, our personal care attendant issues, uh, especially now with uh, with the inflation rates as high as they are. We did we were successful at getting uh, an increase in uh, sal- uh, payment and salary, but um, it was it needs to be readdressed. So we'll be following that closely. Well, we certainly hope that 2023 is another year where we can separate the politics from the veterans' issues and have another omnibus bill, and uh, we'll be talking to the governor about that uh, next week. Todd, uh, there's one thing you and I have talked about over off, off and on over the years, and, and that's when uh, when our people, when our veterans see other veterans that uh, may be in a wheelchair or using a walker, and they're outside in, in weather like we're experiencing now, heavy winter weather, maybe struggling a little bit, what's the best way to approach them? I know that you don't advocate that we surprise them or start pushing them or anything else? How do we do that? That's a good question, uh, Tom. And and I think uh, 
uh, any extra help if somebody is obviously struggling, uh, that is welcome. Um, and, and it's always nice to approach somebody. Um, and most people appreciate if you just give them an ask, you know, is there anything that I can do for you sort of thing. And, and people will let you know uh, yes or no. And if they do need some help, uh, listen to their directions as, they, uh, as, they, as their needs uh, uh, come up. And uh, if you follow their instructions, uh, there shouldn't be any problem. You know, one of the things I think is uh, important to mention is, as a, a person who is fully mobile, not to be offended if you say, no, I don't want any help. Right. So I usually say I appreciate the offer, um, but, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm handling it okay. Uh, if, I, if I need it, I'll, uh, I'll call you back and, and, and uh, have you help, help out. But, uh, and then, of course, uh, I, I'm old enough in the chair enough to know that if I am struggling not to uh, bite the bullet or be uh, too prideful to, to acknowledge that somebody's offering to help out. So uh, it's always welcome to have a conversation with somebody that wants to help. You know, Todd, when we see somebody wearing Marine Corps red as often as you do, and he says, no, I'm okay, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. <laughs> However, <laughs> when uh, wheelchairs are tough to, to deal with in the wintertime, so proper thing, as you say, is say, sir, uh, can I help you in any way? And if they say no, say good luck. And if they say yes, uh, ask them how, what's the best way to help you? That's it. That's absolutely how, you, how that goes. Todd, I hope you're looking for a great uh, Christmas and uh, and a couple of uh, quiet, safe parties. I, I appreciate that, Tom. I'd like to, uh, in, the, in this part, uh, by saying uh, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all our veterans here in Minnesota uh, and also to our uh, active duty uh, personnel and the families of everybody that has a veteran or an active duty person. Very good, sir. Todd, thanks for joining us today on Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you, Tom. That's Todd Kemery, Vice President of the Paralyzed Veterans of America, Minnesota Chapter. Please stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk to the Department Commander of the American Legion on our CTF Christmas show. Please stay with us. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. My co-host, Doug Wortham, is here. And our special co-host today is Dale Hogeveen, who's the VFW Department Commander. And Dale... Uh, Kind of fun talking to Todd Camry from the PVA. Yes, uh, really enjoyed that uh, and enjoy the opportunity uh, to participate in this holiday program as well with my fellow CTF commanders. And Doug, uh, now we're going to talk to what is uh, the largest uh, veteran service organization in this state or any state in Minnesota, and that's the American Legion. I don't think you've met uh, our guest yet. Would you like to introduce her? Yeah, I, I haven't, and I'd like to introduce the department commander of the American Legion, uh, Jennifer Havlick. Uh, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Great to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. Jennifer, uh, this is our annual uh, Commander's Task Force uh, holiday show, and uh, we like to talk about uh, membership, and, and I know that uh, uh, in your posts all over the state, there's a lot of work going on to to help in the community and make sure that everybody's ready for uh, the Christmas holiday. Absolutely. Our, all our posts around the state are doing something when it comes to making sure that kids who need toys um, but can't afford, families can't afford them or whatever, or their families are deployed, we make sure that as many of them can get the toys that they need around this time of the year so that they feel good about Christmas and making sure that they're not left out. So community outreach is a big part of the American Legion. 
Absolutely. It's uh, one of the cornerstones uh, of our our programs in the American Legion. Jennifer, this is uh, Doug here, and, you know, the, the holiday season is supposed to be a great and joyful time, um, a lot of opportunity to get together. But, you know, for some, it may not be so enjoyable. And I know that the American Legion is doing some things to um, help combat uh, suicide. Obviously, we talk about buddy checks all the time. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what the American Legion is doing to help those who are maybe in that time of the year where it just isn't as enjoyable, a little bit depressing in some uh, regards? Well, we try to press really strongly that we call one another and we reach out. This year on Christmas Eve, I'll be doing an open Zoom meeting that I put on, um, and I'll be on for a couple hours, anybody who wants to pop in. But we also do our buddy check system where we call and make sure that uh, people have, re- you know, you reach out to people because when, when we're depressed and we're not feeling good about ourselves, we tend to isolate. So we want to make sure that we reach out to people we haven't heard or we haven't seen in a while to make sure that they're okay and that, and see if there's anything we can do to lift their spirits and make sure that they're not feeling alone, especially during the holiday season. It's, you know, it's the holiday season can be difficult on average, you know, but if if you're struggling in general through your life and you get to a holiday, you don't have your family around you, uh, you need your buddies, your people you served with or served in like capacity to be there and understand where you're at in your life. And Jennifer, that all kind of ties into all of the veteran service organizations' efforts to eliminate or cut down severely on, on veteran suicide. And, and there's a new way to get help with that uh, nowadays, and it's uh, 988. Correct. We have lots of literature out for 988. We give out uh, cards and posters. And um, one of the things coming up, and I don't know that I could put one in my yard right now, but we're talking about yard signs, too. We have a couple of three feet of snow in my front yard right now, so I wouldn't be able to do it per se, but bumper stickers, all those things that remind people that all you have to do is simply call that number and press one, and there will be somebody there who can speak to you and offer you assistance and reach out to resources, help you reach out to resources, or if you need someone to come to your house because you just need someone to call and talk to and sit down with, um, we're all willing to do that. So, Jennifer, they tell me it's important to recognize that if uh, if your veteran or a friend of yours as a veteran is a little more depressed, maybe drinking a little more, maybe acting more odd than they normally do, it's good to ask them, how are you, and make sure they know help is available. Right. We know. I think we know each other best when we see a personality shift, um, people getting angry more or uh, acting out or, you know, yelling for no reason or what we perceive as no reason for them, there's a reason. It may be not that particular incident, but some something underlying. So we want to reach out with them and say, yo, uh, brother, what's going on? You know, you're not usually like this. This is a personality shift for you. And what's going on? How can I help you get out of the place you're in? Because I know this is not who you are or how you usually normally act. We're speaking with Jennifer Havlick, who is the Department Commander for the American Legion here in Minnesota on Minnesota Military Radio. Commander, uh, what other American Legion programs are you highlighting in the next couple of months? Well, uh, in February, we have all our districts right now are setting up to do their oratorical contest, which is um, a speech contest based on constitutional amendments that they do speeches on. So the posts do them, the districts have their contests. And then in February, we do a department-level contest where the uh, first two winners get to go uh, to Washington, D.C., or I'm sorry, actually, I think it's Indianapolis. um, I apologize. 
uh, Indianapolis for the national level contest where there's thousands of dollars of scholarships that they can win to do that. But at every level, there's scholarship and money for that contest. Always looks good on your college transcripts if you can win something like that. Um, That's a great opportunity for uh, some of these young people to be able to do that. Um, I understand that you might have some special visitors coming uh, to Minnesota next year as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, in February, we have our Sweetheart Rally, which is in Osseo, Minnesota, and our national vice commander for this area will be here visiting us. And then, actually, in um, – sorry, he's coming on April 16th. The national commander for the American Legion will be here in the state of Minnesota from April 16th until the 21st, where his last visit will be to our uh, department, Legion College, which we ha- have at Camp Ripley, and that's a three-day Legion College that teaches our – uh, Legion members to be the best Legionnaires they can be so that they're in tune with the programs that we have and our leadership so that we can get out there and continue to do great things um, for the Legion and for our veterans. And so that's an exciting contest, too. We well, also will be going to, I believe we'll be going to Washington in February also. So, And one of the events that uh, that come up is the Minnesota Legion Riders Legacy Run. What is that? That is designed, our, our Legion riders are motors, motorcycle enthusiasts who are veterans or uh, family members of veterans. They can be any one of our group, the Legion, the Auxiliary, the SAL. And what they do is they ride for um, scholarship money. The Legacy Run and the Legacy Scholarship provide scholarships to children of veterans who are killed in action or 50% more or disabled pays for their college. So what our riders do is during the summertime, they ride around from post to post, city to city, collecting um, money for that scholarship, which at the National Convention in North Carolina this summer, we will present a check to the National American Legion, and we are always the top donors of that over the last 13 years, the state of Minnesota has always been the top donor, and we are always on stage. We are always last because we always give the biggest check. Commander, we're uh, running out of time. We've got about a minute and a half left. I know you wanted to mention Boys State, and I wanted to ask you if you had a holiday message for our listeners. Uh, yeah, Boys, Boys and Girls State are both in June um, here in Minnesota. So if you have kids who are finished, have finished their 11th grade year by the time we come to uh, June, please apply to that. That's also a great thing to put on your high school transcripts. If you have any questions, anybody can reach out to me. The only message I have for the holidays is be strong. We're here for you. If you're struggling, please pick up the phone, pick up an email, visit us on any of our Zooms, or just call our headquarters, and we'll find somebody who can help you, be there for you, and make sure that you live a long, healthy, and happy life. Commander, you've gotten enough snow the last couple of days. I hope you can get uh, dug out by springtime. <laughs> you know, and it, it's only December, so I'm sure there's more to come. More to come. Well, take your time with that and don't hurt yourself. And when you do get dug out, we'd love to see you in the studio sometime uh, in the next few months. That sounds great. As soon as we dig out um, and anybody who wants to come up in snowmobile, we have more than enough snow up here in northern Minnesota. We'd love to have you. All right, the invitation is out, and I think the VFW commander might take you up on that this weekend. Sounds like a plan. Be safe. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. That was Jennifer Havlick, the American Legion Department commander here in Minnesota. When we have to take a short break, Doug, when we come back, we're going to talk to Mick Aguirre, who is the DAV commander and the CTF chair 
This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons, along with our co-host, Doug Wortham, and our special guest in the studio today, Dale Hogevin, who is the VFW Department Commander. And we're going to talk to the DAV Commander in a moment, but first it's time for the Commissioner's Corner, a weekly update from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Now here's Commissioner Larry Herkey. The Minnesota Commander's Task Force, or CTF, is made up of nine congressionally chartered veteran service organizations here in Minnesota. They include the American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars, Disabled American Veterans, Vietnam Veterans of America, Military Order of the Purple Heart, Marine Corps League, AMVETS, Jewish War Veterans, and the Paralyzed Veterans of America. The CTF acts as a single voice for veterans of Minnesota. They meet monthly to discuss the issues affecting veterans and their families and facilitate communication among veteran service organizations. The CTF promotes legislative initiatives and represents veterans and their families on the Hill. The CTF is also an advisory board to me, and for that I am very grateful. I look forward to working with the commanders in the upcoming year. Thank you, Commissioner Herkey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. And Commander Hogevin, uh, Commander's Task Force, uh, I think the commissioner thinks of that as his board of directors, and all of you department commanders participate, including you. And our, our guest on the phone is uh, Mick Aguirre, who's the DAV commander, but he's also the CTF chair. Did you have a question for uh, Commander Aguirre? Uh, not so much a question for Mick, but just uh, you acknowledge that he does serve as the, the chair of the uh, Commander's Task Force, and I, I want to thank him for that. Uh, it's it's not easy uh, to be the, the face of the organization, to be out front, and uh, particularly to try to coordinate the, the efforts and opinions of nine different commanders. And uh, I think Mick is, has been doing an outstanding job of that thus far this year. And, uh, and then just want to say, what a privilege it is to have the opportunity uh, to meet with Commissioner Herkey, uh, to be part of the team uh, that continues to advocate for veterans and their families. Very good, sir. And Mick, uh, we've got you on the on the line. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. Uh, thanks uh, again for the invitation, Tom. I always appreciate this opportunity to uh, uh, contact uh, with you and all the other veterans in, uh, on your radio uh, program. Mick, you're a fellow uh, uh, Vietnam veteran, and you're a Marine. Are you comfortable being out front leading the charge for the CTF? Oh, yes, uh, and I appreciate Dale's kind remarks, and I, up to the challenge that was given to me as elected for the Commander's Task Force as chairman of the committee. Uh, this is my second time as uh, state commander for the DAV, so I'm uh, leaning on my experience for my first time around. And I really appreciate working with all the other veteran service organizations in the state of Minnesota. And Mick, we're recording the show today at the end of a two-day big storm here in Minnesota. How are all your transportation vans doing out there? I hope none of them are stuck. Well, I haven't heard of any being stuck. Uh, we got 32 on the road as of today, and we're looking to buy three more next year to give us a total of 35 at the end of next year. And we're always looking for volunteer drivers. That's the one thing that we can always use. You don't have to be a veteran. You just tell them how many days you'd like to volunteer and get a hold of our transportation coordinator, and they'll take you and walk you through the steps. But we always need volunteer drivers to take care of the vans and bring the veterans to their hospital appointments. 
So if anybody's interested in volunteering to drive, it can only be, it could be one day a month, it could be one day a week. Go to davmn.org. As uh, Commander Mick says, they're always looking for uh, drivers to help get our veterans to their appointments. Correct, Mick? That's correct. Um, uh, that's our main one of our main purposes, the highlight of our programs, uh, transportation, and we handle uh, claims like all the other service organizations usually do. Um, we have the outdoors, our foundation, and our legislative uh, committee, uh, and we're taking uh, the different issues to the capital of the state of Minnesota, our hats on the hill. So uh, we're always trying to make sure that the veterans are out front and their needs and wants are taken care of. You know, Mick, we uh, you talked about the transportation program, and I know that you do the uh, the clothing collection as well, but I do want to spend a little bit of time, or have you spend a little bit of time, and talk a little bit more about your outdoors program. Tell us some more about that and, and what's going on with that. Well, yeah, we uh, try with COVID now. We're getting back in our uh, regular routine. We usually try to have about six events a year where we go uh, duck hunting, uh, pheasant hunting, deer hunting, uh, turkey hunting. And we try to get the veterans outside because the state of Minnesota is always known for the outdoor activities. Right now we're working on two uh, winter ones. We're going to be up on the ice up in Ely, and then we're going to do up in the Lake Winnie. We're going to do some ice fishing up there. That's the two outdoor programs you don't have to be a dav member to put an application in and but we go we give priority to disabled veterans and all you do is put your application in and uh, we take care of that after that you don't have no cost everything's taken care of all you do have to do is get there and have a way back and uh, we're trying to do many more but uh, we're looking at different areas to do that we're speaking with Mick Aguirre, who is the uh, Disabled American Veterans of Minnesota Department Commander and also the CTF, the Commander's Task Force Chair on Minnesota Military Radio. And, Mick, I want to switch over to the C- your CTF hat. Uh, we're coming down to the end of December. We're coming down to the holidays. And the uh, first of the year, the state legislature is going to get cranked back up again. Are you working on priorities for next year? Yes, we are. Uh, we just had a uh, Commander Task Force meeting uh, the other day, uh, Tuesday, and we got our ominous bill, again, that it was passed last year, the first time in history that that was passed on its own. There's a couple of details that we need to take care of on that. Plus, we're looking at um, getting uh, priority on the Hastings Veterans Home, have that restored. restored. Uh, they're going to make that a priority. Uh, plus, uh, we're uh, looking at trying to increase the property tax uh, value exclusion for uh uh, disabled veterans, where uh, right now the limit is, if you're 100%, the limit is $300,000 on your house taxes that you uh, uh, don't have to pay. And we're trying to bump up with uh, real estate, everything going more expensive, trying to get that up to 400000 and have the different rates prorated down to, even if you're only 50% uh, disabled, you'd get a percentage of what you wouldn't have to give in tax relief on your housing. Mick, we talk quite often about the fact that if a veteran has an issue with his health from the time he served to start with the county veteran service officer and file a claim uh, with the VA so that they, he can get taken care of. And, and uh, what we don't talk about too often is that 
DAV in Minnesota has uh, a number of people that can help uh, document and help uh, further that claim. That's correct. Uh, we have, uh, I think we have seven uh, total people over at the Whipple building over in St. Paul there, the federal courthouse. And they are national recognized. They're, they're our national representatives for the DAV. And I think they're fully stocked now. We just got another lady in from uh, South Dakota that transferred. And I was talking to John, the um, supervisor over there, and he says they're doing great guns. And if anybody has any questions, that you're right. I correct, uh, start with the county service officer, and if you need uh, any more uh, help where the DAV is willing to help, you don't have to be a DAV member. We'll file your claim for you and uh, make sure that you're taken care of. Hey, Mick, uh, so we have just about a minute or so left, and um, I want to talk to you real quick about membership. And, you know, what are you looking for in in members, and, and what do they need to do in order to become a member of your organization? Well, uh, you just um, if you could look at our website, uh, davnm.org, uh, membership right now we have a special program where it's a light three hundred dollars for a lifetime member in the DAV, and uh, we have a program now where uh, the chapter would throw in a hundred dollars, and the department would throw in a hundred dollars a matching, so the new uh, prospect would only a new member would only have to throw a hundred dollars for a lifetime member in the DAV. And we're looking for uh, people that like to take care of other veterans because uh, that's our purpose. But also, we need the numbers. When we go up to St. Paul and we go up to Washington, D.C., uh, legislators, they look at numbers. And we, we can tell them that uh, we have 99% of our members vote. It really makes a difference. So if we can get the new members, that adds on to our, a million, over a million members nationwide. And that's what the, uh, the legislative and the politicians look at, numbers. So that's what we're looking for. Very good, Mick. We're about out of time. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and thank you for joining us again today on Minnesota Military Radio. Well, thanks for the invitation, Tom. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person, but uh, I just want to say Happy New Year, and God bless everybody, and take care and stay safe for the next year. Thank you, Commander. That was Mick Aguirre, the DAV Department Commander and CTF Chair on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. When we come back, we're going to visit with the VFW Department Commander. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons, along with co-host Doug Wortham. And we've had, Doug, we've had the VFW Commander sitting here patiently for all the show listening to us talk to the PVA and the DAV and the American Legion. And I think he's over there. I think he's ready to go. What do you think? Yeah, I think he is. I mean, um, I don't know if that was punishment for him or if that was a reward just to kind of, you know, get ready for the uh, the big uh, end of uh, show finale. But uh, it's great to have him in the studio and spend some time with us. Well, he's the one that got here in the snow today. Dale Hogaveen, the VFW department commander. Dale, uh, welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. And I hope you enjoyed yourself listening to the other commanders. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yes, I certainly did. Uh, it's you know, the, the shared mission, it, it doesn't matter which veterans organization we're talking about. Uh, we all have that mission to uh, care for our fellow veterans. And so uh, anytime I have an opportunity to, to hear from the other organizations, uh, the good work that they're doing, uh, I'm, I am privileged to, uh, to be allowed to do that. And, Commander, we heard uh, that one of the uh, 
important points that are made every year on the uh, the day Veterans Day up on the hill is that the veterans uh, organizations represented by the Commander's Task Force present their combined membership when they're talking to our state elected officials, and the state elected officials pay pay some attention. Uh, we had a lot of success with that last year, and uh, I believe it was probably Mick that talked about an omnibus bill being passed for the first time. Uh, we don't take that for granted. Uh, that was a, a huge success. It was a result of a lot of hard work on, on the part of our members uh, and then also a lot of hard work on the part of the legislators who uh, supported that and, and pushed it through to final passage. Uh, but then we also recognize uh, that is a great way for veterans' issues to be addressed. Uh, they do not become a fallout to other uh, special interests. And so we're going to pursue that opportunity again this year. Uh, we have a lot of newly elected uh, representatives and, and some senators that, that were not part of the process last year. So hopefully we, we can bring everybody on board and uh, and work to uh, to a second successful year with another Veterans Omnibus bill. And Commander, it appeared uh, just observing that we removed the politics from that discussion of veterans issues, and it was nearly unanimous that they passed that. And uh, what a great thing to happen. And hopefully we can have a separate veterans bill again every year. That's our desire. That is our goal. And uh, and we're certainly going to continue to to work toward that. Uh, like I said, though, we, we certainly never uh, take it for granted. Uh, we're, we're deeply appreciative of the results from last year. Uh, however, veterans' issues are complicated. They're ever-changing. And we need to continue to address uh, the needs, whether it be uh, in the VA, whether it be in our state veterans' homes, uh, whether it be in a claims process. And uh, so we will continue to be diligent. As you said, a great opportunity for the veteran service organizations to pull together and, and work on that. But we want to talk about VFW now. Uh, how's the Voice of Democracy program going? Well, Voice of Democracy program uh, for this year, the first prize at the national level <clears throat> has been increased to $35,000. Uh, so that is a significant prize. Uh, just a couple of years ago, we had a young lady from Minnesota uh, win the national competition. And uh, it, it is a challenging, challenging contest. Uh, if you had the opportunity to listen to these students as they present their thoughts on the annual uh, topic, uh, just so very impressive uh, how they think, how they present themselves and uh, state judging has been completed uh, to show you the level of influence that I have as a state commander. I have absolutely no idea who the winner is. <laughs> and, Commander, you've got a Patriot program at all you wanted to mention? Patriot's pen for our middle school students. That's a, uh, a written essay. Uh, same thing. These students address uh, the, the topic that's been selected for the year by the VFW. Uh, again, Minnesota uh, has done very well in, in that program nationally. So uh, my message to the uh, parents and the students out there, uh, the scholarship dollars and, and award dollars that are available as you compete at the post district, uh, state, and then if you're uh, fortunate enough to be a winner at the national level, significant amount of money at stake. So highly encourage you to uh, participate. 
Very good, sir. We're speaking with Dale Hogeveen, the VFW Department Commander on Minnesota Military Radio. And so, uh, you know, Dale, every other organization's had the opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, a holiday message or events that are going on inside their organization. And um, I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk about some of the things that might be going on uh, at at the state level for the the VFW or maybe some specific chapters um, or posts that have some things going on for the holiday season. Uh, I I can speak to the specifics of of my post. I uh, belong to Walter Hecklin, post 1791 in Chaska. Uh, We just uh, hosted our annual children's Christmas party. We bring in Santa Claus. Uh, We had over 100 children participate this year. They all leave uh, with a gift. Uh, You know, they're they're fed. They they have a a lot of fun fellowshipping at the post. And then uh, another thing uh, that we do and that a lot of our posts do we have a giving tree where we uh, collect donations of things like socks, sweatshirts, various items that uh, the residents of our Minnesota veterans' homes need uh, that may not have anyone else to provide that for them. So we collect that, and then we uh, we take that to our uh, state veterans' homes. And I know we have a lot of posts across the state uh, that make some very, very generous donations. We know that uh, you know people who are eligible to be a member of the VFW should uh, become a member. But what are some of the things that those who might not be eligible, uh, what can they do to support your organization, the VFW, and, and of course, then the, the veteran initiatives? One, they, they can patronize the clubs, that, uh, the posts that have a club room. Uh, we have various events that are, that are open to the public. We invite them to come and join us. Uh, a big way that the public can support is through Buddy Poppy distribution. Uh, Veterans Day, Memorial Day are our biggest events of the year, but posts uh, are allowed to distribute those year-round. And I think a lot of people have the misconception that we're selling them. We are not selling anything. If someone offers you a, a Buddy Poppy, you know, please take it, wear it proudly uh, to show uh, your respect for for those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, and if you can, please be generous with your donation. Commander, more and more women are serving in the military, and more and more of them are eligible to join the VFW. Have, have you made it one of your priorities to make sure they know that they're welcome? We have. And one of the challenges there is uh, our female veterans, our women veterans, uh, have not engaged, uh, you know, at the level that we would like to see. Uh, but my message to them is is you are uh, always welcome to, to join our posts. Uh, we do have a lot of women veterans that are uh, elected officers at various levels uh, in the state of Minnesota, uh, just as they made a tremendous contribution during their time on, on active duty. Uh, they're doing the same thing uh, for us uh, in the VFW. Uh, we'd love to see more of them uh, join our ranks. Uh, they 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 have a lot to offer, and uh, we'd certainly like to to give them the opportunity to serve. Commander, we just got about a little over a minute left. Uh, got a message for our listeners from the VFW and uh, as a member of the Commander's Task Force. Uh, I do to to all the veterans and their families. I'd like to just wish you a, a safe and a joyous holiday season. And I would ask uh, of all Minnesotans. Uh, be compassionate, be generous with your time, talent, and treasure, and uh, stay safe. And Commander, we've got a little more time left. Would you, any, any comments to the other commanders that 
uh, didn't brave the snow today to get in here for our CTF Christmas show. Well, I'd, I'd like to say that it took a tremendous amount of courage to be here today, but that wasn't the case. So uh, to my my fellow commanders, and I'll, I'll give Jennifer a pass, 24 inches plus of snow would, would be a challenge for, for anybody to, to pretty, be out on the road. Pretty good excuse. But uh, but to those in the in the uh, metro area, you should have been here. You missed a, a good event, especially those two Marines that didn't didn't make it today. I, well, I, yeah, I, I don't want to disparage my fellow commanders, but but we uh, can, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. especially the Marines, right, Tom? You know, if you don't talk about the Marines, then they think you don't love them, and, and certainly Todd and Mick are great guys, and they do a lot for the community, and and we've enjoyed them. And Commander. Really appreciate you being here today and sitting through that nonsense with those other guys. My pleasure. Thank you. That was uh, VFW uh, Department Commander Dale Hogevine on Minnesota Military Radio. We're just about out of time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Todd Kemery from PVA of Minnesota, Jennifer Havlick, American Legion Department Commander, Mick Aguirre, the DAV Department Commander, Dale Hogevine, VFW Department Commander, Commissioner Larry Herkety in Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and finally Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. I'd also like to give a special holiday thank you to my co-host, Doug Wortham. Please join us next week for our annual Minnesota National Guard Chaplain's Christmas Show that's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Tom Lyons, and I hope that you make a difference in someone's life this week. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com.